the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. I'm thankful that I am in the arms of Jesus. That is where safety and security is. They talk about safe spaces in today's society. That truly is the safe place. Amen. Being in the midst of the shadow of his wings. Being in that secret place where Jesus is. No matter what tries to come against us, if we are in that place, God is greater. But we have to have the faith and trust to stay in that place. I know that it may seem uncomfortable, but if I'm in that place with Jesus, that safe place with Jesus, in the arms of Jesus, no matter the turmoil around us, God is with us. And we are in his safety nets. Amen. Remember that tonight. Let's continue to worship the lover of our soul.
Can we just love him right now? Oh, God, visit us in this place. Jesus, you are most welcome in this sanctuary. God, whether we admit it or not, whether we try to hide from it, whether we try to deny it, we need you tonight, God. We need your love. We need your compassion. We need your presence. We need your Shekinah, your glory in this place. God, whether our flesh is fighting it or not, our spirit needs you. Our heart needs you. God, we need every ounce of our being filled with you here tonight, God. We ask, oh God, that you just right now begin to enter this place. God, inhabit this praise. Inhabit this worship. God, inhabit this supplication. You are the God of countless second chances. The God where all things have passed away, hence you make all things new. The God of restoration, the God of healing, the God that is our counselor and our comforter. God, begin right now to move in this service, God. Begin to move on Brother Ricky. God, we join together as a church. Uh, God, that you are beginning to restore. God, you are beginning to heal. The God that makes all things new, God. The God that bestows new life. Uh, The God that regenerates us. Oh, God, the God that quickens us and gives life. Oh, God, move into this place tonight. Somebody right now begin to open your heart to God. Somebody begin to rend your heart to God. Watch him move. Watch him work. Watch the demonstration of his wonders here tonight. Jesus, Jesus, move in this place. That's it. Oh, God, visit us. Visit us, Jesus. Oh, God wants to do something special. God, move in this place. It, children of the Most High. Nothing is too difficult for our Jesus. Oh God, help me to trust you.
to break every chain. Oh God, your love is fierce. Your love is fierce, God. Your love is fierce, Jesus. Oh God, blow like the wind. Let your love blow like the wind, God. You are jealous for us. You are mindful of us, oh God. Be the hurricane, God. Let your love be a hurricane tonight, God. The water is troubled. The water is troubled. Just like the layman of 30 and 6 years waiting desperately for the miracle. Desperately for God to turn the circumstance around and to heal him. Some of you are desiring a healing within your heart and life. The water is troubled. The water is troubled. Somebody go headlong by faith into God and watch what he does tonight. Somebody be healed. Trust you and lean on our own understanding. Oh God, sweep into this place. God, invade our pretties. Inhabit our praise, God. We need you. Ahaba Yeshua, the love of Jesus. this sanctuary just begin to love your God begin to pour your love out to the one that first loved you to one out of all of creation he is mindful of you to the God that his hand is not shortened that it cannot save his ear is not heavy that he does not hear a God that his eye is not blind that he does not see hear or reach out to your needs 
Some of you have come to these doors here tonight desperate, longingly, heart sick for God to do something. Somebody begin to pour your heart right now and watch your God work. Somebody begin to lift your voice here tonight and watch your God's wonders. Come on, it, it could be you. We hear the sound of the abundance of rain here tonight. God, I've been in this dry place. God, I've been in this wilderness, God, and I need, God, just one drop, one drop of the living water. God, we're desperate for rain here tonight, and we need you. Come on, somebody begin to magnify him right now. Come on, all over this house, let it be your ancient biblical heritage of crying out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, we need you. God, we cry and weep uh, between porch and altar for you to restore what the canker worm has devoured. Visit us, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Can we just celebrate him here tonight? Come on, in your own way, just begin to love your God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Toda lecha Yeshua. Thank you, Jesus. Eni uevotach Yeshua. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, you may return to your seats this evening. Amen. Thank you for... And I celebrate with you trusting God at the altar. Casting your cares on him. Thank you, Jesus. So good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. As was stated earlier in the service, we have those that are fighting sickness, those that are traveling. We need to pray for our church. But Sister Sandra Simmons, there's a rumor going around today. What's that, what's that rumor going on? Can you specify for me? Brother Hillman, what's going on today? I hear this rumor. Wife, what's what's going on? Oh, it's Sister Sandra Simmons' birthday. Happy birthday. You can't escape when you're on the platform. Amen. Happy birthday, Sister Simmons. We love and appreciate you. Now, Brother George had a birthday yesterday. He has joined the 40s club. He's joined the club that I just entered. It feels cool. I feel pretty good. Brother George, how are you feeling in your 40s for the last 24 hours? All right. Him and I, he's like, he's like, Brother John, how does 40 feel? I'm like, well, Brother George, I've got about two weeks. I'll let you know in about a month. <laughs> Amen. Happy birthday, Brother George. We love and appreciate you. Amen. We have, don't forget, candy fundraiser money. It'll be due this Sunday to Sister White. Candy fundraiser money for the Academy due to Sister White this Sunday. Vacation Bible School is still yet to be announced, but it is coming. Now, youth and young adults, we are going to be having a youth service uh, Wednesday, August 31st, the evening service. So youth ensemble, amen. Sister Erica, youth ensemble, get ready. The 31st of August. The Wednesday night service is going to be a youth service. I loved our last service. Amen. We will be praying about a speaker, but I am excited for what God is going to do. Amen. We have our veterans outreach or service member outreach Tuesday, August 30th at 6 p.m. here at the church. We will be having coffee and pastries. So if you have a service member friend or a veteran friend that you know, please invite them. What a great outreach it is. We have a pretty substantial veterans community. I think I would, I think we would all agree. Pretty substantial service member uh, community as well. And they need Jesus. Amen. And we want to reach out to that community. Many of us have stories. Many of us have journeys that we can connect with them in that certain way to bring them to the house of God. So veterans or service member outreach Tuesday, 30th of August here at the church. Uh, don't forget, if you have clothes that you are 
trying to get rid of at the thrift store or whatnot, bring it to the church. We want to try to build up our clothes closet along with our food pantry as well because we have those that come that are in need. And I believe Jesus said, I was hungry, but you didn't feed me. And I was naked, and you did not clothe me. Amen. And then he goes on to say, I was in jail, and you didn't visit me. But what an outreach that is. Amen. That we show that love and kindness that Jesus was trying to insinuate to those that were listening. He was dropping a hint. Amen. And we want to be sure that we could feed and clothe to show the love of Jesus to bring them to the house of God. Amen. Now, uh, tomorrow night, we have our meeting for the volunteers at 530 here at the church. Don't forget, Saturday, we are having our community and schools coming to your table event from 2 to 4 this Saturday. If you have signed up to be a volunteer, uh, don't forget there is a sign-up sheet out in the foyer if you still want to volunteer. Or if you're not quite sure what you signed up for, we still need volunteers. It is a great outreach, great community event. It will be promoting healthy eating, learning to grow your own food, chef-prepared meals, and we will be getting the outreach flyers into those bags tomorrow. The outreach flyers is going to be welcoming them to the church. Amen. Forgive Reaching me, out. Yeah, I please, volunteers Bishop. Are, you may have said it Friday night, not tomorrow night. Friday night, 530. Roger, all the days kind of blend together. So Friday night, so Friday night, uh, the 12th, will be a meeting at 534 volunteers. Amen. And the food bank pickup went well, Sister Rod. And did we have a pretty good turnout? Okay. Gotcha. But it's happening at ours, isn't it? Amen. And looking forward to that, how we're going to bless our community. Pastor Brown, things do blend together when you hit 40. Brother George, you hear this, right? Brother Scotty? Roger. Brother Scotty became 40 a few months before me. He said, don't worry, I'm the advance party. I'll welcome you to the 40s. Thank you, Bishop, for the reminder. Amen. If there are no more announcements and we're going to get away from the 40s, we're going to receive our Wednesday night tithe and half shekel offering. Let's stand and greet one another. We're going to sing another song unto the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. Our ensemble may be seated. If I can get just a little bit more juice in the uh, microphone, please, on the monitor side. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. I give honor to the Lord my God. I give honor to our bishop for entrusting me with the service this evening. I'm going to be reading in the book of Leviticus, chapter 9, verse 24. If we feel comfortable in standing, can we stand to honor God's infallible word? That means without error. It is perfect. It has gone through the test of time. Civilizations have tried to burn it, but it cannot be burnt, cannot be stopped. Amen. Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. And there came a fire from before the Lord and consumed all the altar 
the burnt offering, the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Man, can you imagine that kind of encounter? When you are sitting waiting for God to pour out his promises. And then it's demonstrated in a blaze of fire. May I say a blaze of glory. Amen. We may, can we put our Bibles down tonight? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? And can we just pray for the remainder of this service, keeping our minds on the Lord and just seeing what he's going to do. Lord God of Jacob, we thank you, God, for your word and your truth. And God, we are truly humbled. We are honored, God, that you have bestowed attributes upon us and you have entrusted us. God, you called us to be the stewards of your word, stewards of your truth, stewards of your spirit. And God, help us to understand the responsibilities that we have to maintain, God, what you have gifted us. Not to take it for granted, not to let it slip through our fingers, but to hold on to it as strong as possible, as tight as possible, because God, we've got to be where you are in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, I'd like to preach this particular thought, the caretaker of the fire. The caretaker of the fire. I'd like to submit this to you tonight if we're focused here. Amen. Is that God has called you be the, to be the caretaker of his fire. God has bestowed upon you the responsibility to be the caretaker of his fire. He has bequeathed to you. That means he's given to you as if in a will and testimony, right, for you to take care of his fire. It is a responsibility that he does not want you to take lightly. It is one that he wants you to hold on to dearly. And he is, it is a responsibility that he wants you to fight for, not to allow anybody else to confiscate that fire, to allow anything to take away that fire that God has given you. Amen. Throughout Scripture, specifically in the Old Testament, we get an abundance of the scriptures, characteristics, and attributes of God. We get the anthropomorphism where God has an eye and a hand. These God doesn't physically have it, but it's physical representation, human features to bring context to God's attributes. Amen. But God has always been described as a fire. Not too long ago, several services ago, our bishop talked about catching the fire, living with the fire, burning with the fire. Amen. We know that it says in the Old Testament that our God is an all-consuming fire. It is mentioned in the New Testament as well. But my favorite part about the Old Testament is that he is an all-consuming fire and even a jealous God, meaning that he is jealous for you. He is jealous for what you do. He is jealous for how you act. And he is jealous for how you treat his gifts. He doesn't just give his fire to anyone. He doesn't just haphazardly throw it out. It is a gift from him to you, from him to me. And he has chosen you. He has called you to be the caretaker of this fire. As long as you are apostolic, as long as you are born again of water and of spirit, and you have been baptized with Holy Ghost and with fire, you are to be the caretaker. We know that God loves fire. He is the all-consuming fire. We know that in the book of Exodus, he was a theophany. That is the big word that means an invisible God that is manifested. It is a physical demonstration of God's presence. We know that he is an invisible God, but the theophany means a revealing of God. A burning bush, a cloud by day, and a fire by night, but to... To Moses, who had that first type of intimacy with God, that first type of interaction with God, he appeared as a burning bush that the bush did not consume, but it was a fire. Amen. We know that in from Exodus to Deuteronomy, the entire time of coming out of Egypt and going into the promised land, that God was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Amen. And wherever that pillar was, there was God. 
It was a physical focal point for the children of Israel to realize that God was with them. And as long as they were in the midst of the fire, as long as they got as close to the fire as possible, they got as close to the God of Israel. The further they went from the fire, the further they got from God. And I'm here to tell you tonight that if God has put a cloud by day and a fire by night in your life, you better believe that you need to stay by that fire because you are in his safe place. Man, one of my favorite theophanies in the book of Exodus, sir. Remember, a theophany is a revealing, a manifestation of God, is when Moses went to Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai, same, same place, different names, depending on your translation, that God appeared on that mountain. His glory descended out of heaven, and that mountain lit up like a furnace. A furnace, if I understand, has fire in it, and it was only Moses that had the ability to go to that mountain and commune, have that intimate dialogue with God. No other man before Moses had that opportunity to have that type of interaction. Man, we've got to have a heart that desires to be in the midst of the fire of God. Amen. But we are not done with God appearing as a fire. One of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 99, says, uh, Blessed is he that dwelt between the cherubims, and great and terrible is the name of God. The cherubims were the two cherubs or the angel statues that were on top of the Ark of the Covenant, and his glory, his Shekinah, dwelt between those two cherubs and the Ark of the Covenant. And where that glory was, where that Ark was, was the presence of God within the holies of holies. And I don't know about you, Bishop, I am glad that that veil was torn, that I could go boldly before the throne of God. Amen. We know that in the book of Kings that God was the God that answered by fire for Elijah, for the prophets of Baal, for the various soldiers that tried to come and apprehend him. The three companies, two were not very wise, and the third one was wise because they say all their buddies being cooked by the fire. And I'm here to tell you we have to have fear of the fire, love and respect of the fire because our God is that all-consuming fire. Amen. Amen. We know that Jeremiah said that the word of God is like a fire shut up in my bones. Amen. And we know that God is an all-consuming fire, but he wanted to have a closer relationship with his people where it wasn't the physical representation like in the days of the Old Testament where it was physical representation of his attributes and his concepts, not just the theophanies anymore, but he wanted to have that intimate relationship with his sons and his daughters. He didn't want just the fire on the mountaintop. He just didn't want the fire in the pillar. He wanted the fire in you because God is that all-consuming fire. He wanted to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire, but that same spiritual heritage from Horeb to Sinai to the pillar of fire to the burning bush is the same fire that he bestowed upon you here tonight. But you've got to take care of it. You've got to love that fire. You've got to cherish that fire. Don't let your fire go out. Amen. One of my favorite bishop in the book of Daniel 7 and 9, it said, Blessed is he that, excuse me, it is, I, I sat before and I beheld him. I, I sat before him. And him that cast down the thrones, and there sat the ancient of days. Amen. And it was wheels of fire and a throne like a fiery furnace. I believe that his eyes were like as a fire as well. This was Daniel that saw God in his all in all. And it is reiterated in the book of Revelation that God is surrounded by fire. But you, you are the caretakers of that same heritage. Amen. I remember years ago, years ago. Here at the church, we had somebody that had a dream that at the church, it was the, the green church. And they said, Brother John, I had this particular dream. And he had 
dreams of people carrying fire and bringing it to the altar, carefully carrying their fire in that dream and bringing it to the altar of the church. But what really stood out to me was how careful they were with that fire before they offered it to God. How careful were they with that fire? Delicate, with because they emphasized in the dream just how careful they were with the fire before they brought it to the altar. Are we as careful with the fire than the day we first received it? Only you know. You are the caretakers of his fire. You are the custodians of his fire. You are the stewards of the all-consuming fire that he has placed within your heart, baptized with Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Which brings us to Leviticus. We know that the brazen altar, which was one of the furniture pieces at the tabernacle and then at the temple, was a place of sacrifice. And what I love that God gave this to our bishop years ago, this representation of the brazen altar. It was a place of death, but it was also a place of sanctification that led to that sanctification and God giving new life and rolling over sins. And we know that here at the brazen altar that it was in front of the tabernacle, in front of the temple, how it was a, a box that was sheetum wood, and it was laid with brass, and, and it had a grate, and it had the horns that they could tie down the animal for the sacrifice, but it was within the box that had its significance, and within that box was the fire. It wasn't the box itself, it is what God bestowed within the box. It's what God bestowed on that altar. And he was very specific on how they were to take care of that fire. Because there was judgment if that was not taken care of. If that fire wasn't taken care of in the Old Testament, there would be judgment and consequences. And that relationship with God would be severed until they made it right. Amen. And so Leviticus 9 and 24, we read that God lit the fire of that brazen altar. It was a dedication of the tabernacle in the wilderness. It didn't say that the priest lit the fire, but God lit the fire. And they prepared the altar, and they prepared the wood, and they prepared for what God had called them to do, waiting for that promise. But it said that God lit the fire. Amen. Rabbinical writings, and I kind of like this Jewish history with it, said that the fire came from God into the holies of holies, lighting between the cherubims. And then it left the holies of holies, and it lit the altar of incense. And then it went on to light the brazen altar. But it was God that started the fire, but the priests were required to maintain the fire. It's not the box. It's what was inside the box. And that's important that I could look apostolic, but it's what's in. I could have my horns. I look like an altar. But if there's no fire... Man, I, I am dressed up. I got the sheet of wood. I've got the brass. I've got the grate. I've got the wood. And I've got the horns. Man, I looked apart as an altar, but if I don't have a fire. Man, look at that altar. But there's no fire. Amen. Leviticus chapter 6, verses 12 through 13. This is God's commandment, and it is transmitted to us today in the spiritual. And the fire came upon the altar, shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. I'll say it again. The fire that God starts in our lives shall not be put out. And the priest, and I believe that it says that we are a royal priesthood and a chosen generation... And we should show praises to him that has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And it says that the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. I think we should pray in the morning. 
in the afternoon and in the evening to ensure that our fire is perpetual. And they shall lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and he shall burn, he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace of the offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Never go out. And you're thinking, well, that's in the time of the wilderness. That's in the time of the tabernacle. That's in the time of the temple. But now we are in this dispensation of grace where everything is within our heart. Everything is spiritual connotation. Everything is within the condition of our heart. And we have to ensure that there is a fire burning within our heart at all times. God lit it the day that you were born of water and of spirit. God lit it the moment that you were born of Holy Ghost and fire. But we got to ensure that we don't let it go out. The Kohan, which were the priests, that is Hebrew for priests. Kohan Gadol was the high priest. They were instructed to ensure that the fire would never go out in the morning, ensure that it's going in the day and in the evening. And they had to ensure that they had enough wood to maintain that altar. Take it from somebody that smokes an 18-hour brisket. I'm telling you, there is something that happens to the meat, that how savory it is, how clean it is when I let the fire go out in the midst of my smoker. I have to go on every hour and every hour and to throw a log out there to ensure that the fire is continuing to burn. But I've got to come to church not just to sit, but I've got to come to stoke the fire and let it continue to burn. I can't just be a box. I've got to be the altar with the fire in it. Amen. Now, according to rabbinical writings, that fire wasn't just a fire, Bishop. And this is Jewish tradition when I say rabbinical writings. There were three aspects of the fire, three separate fires, not three different, but one fire with different roles. If you're picking up what I was throwing down. You had one that was for the burnt offering that had to be maintained. You had one for the altar of incense in the holy place. And you had a fire for the perpetuation of the fire of the altar that God lit. Man, that sure corresponds with what we're responsible for in our life. The fire that God lit in our heart when we were born of Holy Ghost and fire, we've got to maintain it. That fire for our offering, we've got to be sure that we are ready to submit to God. We've got to bring things to the altar, which is a place of death. We've got to maintain the fire of offering in our life. And that altar of incense was a type of praise, a type of worship. They would take the coals from the brazen altar. They would go into the holy place. They would lay the coals at the altar of incense. And it would be a sweet aroma, incense, and perfume that would go over the veil into the holies of holies. And it's a type of praise that was given to the God of Israel. We've got to ensure that our praise is still on fire. A fire that God lit the day we were born of Holy Ghost. The fire of the offering and the fire of praise. Amen. We must maintain the fire. Because if we are not careful, we come to church and we become the sons of Aaron. They got in trouble for offering a strange fire. And a strange fire translates to unauthorized fire. That's the world. The world says, no, you just have to burn it this way. The world says, no, you don't need to burn it that way anymore. When God has given us instructions on how we maintain our fire. Prayer, fasting, submission, trust, faith, repentance. This maintains our fire. But if we are not careful, we become the sons of Aaron. Churches all over this place, because of societal influence, they're offering a strange fire. I don't want to just be the box. I want the fire to be within my altar. Amen. Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 18. I think it's been a while since we read Obadiah. Go ahead, Evan. I love this, by the way. And the house of Jacob shall be a fire. The house of Jacob shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph a flame. Man, that sounds epic. 
and the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them. And there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord hath spoken it. And of course, this is the deviation between Jacob and Esau. But I wanted to point out as you that has received the spiritual heritage from Jacob, who became Israel and going on to, to Joseph, that you shall be a fire. New Life Apostolic Church, God is called to be a fire. You have been called to be a flame. A flame like the ancient lighthouse of old, where it brings people to a place of safety. And tonight, I submit this question, how is our fire? A lot of strange fire going around. And if we're not careful, and I'm not talking just this church, I'm talking about Christianity in general. It's a lack of fire or a strange fire. God has called you to maintain the fire that he's placed in your life. Praise, offering, and the fire that he lit. And don't let somebody take your fire. Don't let somebody persuade you through peer pressure or with elegant tongues to steal your fire. God, help us to maintain the fire here tonight. If we feel comfortable, can we stand to our feet? But what an honor it is to be entrusted with that fire. These altars are open. If we could close our eyes and lift our hands tonight. Lord God of Jacob, I thank you. God, we are so humbled. We are so honored, God, that you have chosen us to be the caretaker and steward of the fire, that ancient fire from Moses to us, oh God. Lord, help us to rekindle some flames tonight. Help us, oh God, to add wood to the fire. And God, help us, God, to have the discernment to understand if it is godly fire or strange fire. God, but you are the God of countless second chances. And God, as long as we are breathing, there is hope. You are the God that old things have passed away, hence you make all things new. God, help us to maintain the fire in our life. God, what you have bestowed upon us, what you have bequeathed to us, and God, move on these altars right now. Move on these pews right now. And God, we need you tonight, God. And we are desperate for you tonight, God. Move on your sons and daughters in Jesus' name. Amen. These altars are open. We're not going to formally dismiss. But I ask we have several that are praying. Amen. So please respect their prayer. May the Lord bless you tonight. We will see you Sunday. These altars are open. The fire is ready. In Jesus' name.